guys. Welcome back to the Week in Review. I hope that you all had a fantastic week, and I'm going to start off with an apology this week. Uh, Beth and I recorded a podcast last week, uh, but I had to head out of town to do a conference in Colorado, and I forgot to edit it and to promote it before I left, and so you guys were left without a podcast. So I do apologize. Please accept it and know that uh, I'll probably make that mistake again in the future. So anyway, but I hope this week is going well. Before we jump into the intersect, which is pretty straightforward this week, um, a couple of announcements. Hopefully by now that you've had your uh, small group sign the small group commitment form, and that's already been done. If not, you are in week five, which means that we are now at the halfway point of our first small group or our fall semester. So halfway there, guys, uh, but please get them to sign that and commit to uh, being on this journey with us. Besides that, the one thing I really want to highlight this week is coming up <clears throat> in just a couple weekends. It is the Fall Festival, Fall Festival, and we're trying to come out as a church. We're excited to see what God is going to do with us on October 21st. It's going to be a great time, and, and this is not just an event for our, um, our younger families, uh, but this is an event for an entire church to come out, and, and, but this is also an event for our small group leaders, and so there is a part for you to play in the Fall Festival. Uh, Beth sent out an email last week asking you all to sign up, like in years past, uh, to sign up to host a table for our trunk or treat, or rather our table and treat. And so uh, she will send that email out again this week, but please, please, please sign up. Uh, We would love to have all 25 of our small groups jump in and support one of those tables uh, to decorate it up real nice and to hand out candy. We're going to do it a little bit different this year. We're actually going to have all the tables inside the auditorium, which is good news for us as leaders because we're going to get those tables decorated early, and then we're going to close the doors, and you guys are going to go out and enjoy the party, have a great time, and then towards the end of the night, we're going to open up the, the auditorium for half an hour. And during that half an hour, we're going to allow the kids to go trunk or treating. And that way they're hopped up on candy when they go home and they're not hopped up in candy when they're with us. Sounds good. But we'd love for you guys to sign up and do that. So please check that out. Also at the fall festival, we are going to be doing the Operation Christmas Child uh, store. And so it'll be a great another activity that you can do and you can purchase a uh, Christmas present for a kid that will not get one. And it's a great way to be on the go. In doing that. Speaking on the go, uh, being week five, my hope is, is by now you and your group have your, your go weekend planned. I know many of you have already started to do them, but if you haven't, uh, at least get that week planned and, uh, hopefully that you can, um, get that going here in the fall semester, maybe do one in the fall and one in the winter or the spring and, and have your group on the go. So we want you doing that too. That being said, let's jump into this week's intersect. Um, this week, like I said before, it is a pretty straightforward, uh, intersect off of this kind of focus on how we're going to get God's word in us so that God can do a work through us. Uh, starting out that first question, just really kind of what stuck out to them, what, uh, maybe challenged or confused your group, have them go through that. And then we're going to jump into those next kind of two questions that are there under, under number two. And those are, those are pretty straightforward. Really kind of asking our people like, you know, how have they experienced and what has their, their times been like as they got into God's word? Uh, so those are just pretty, pretty straightforward. <clears throat> Should be pretty easy for you to get going. Hopefully discussion will start flowing there. Next, what I want to do is jump down to actually question number three. 
And here, uh, Steve gave us three different Bible passages um, for us to study this week. That first one's in the book of James. Uh, the book of James, if you don't know, James is Jesus's half-brother. And so James is a, a son of both Mary and Joseph. And I love the book of James. The book of James just speaks it just how it is. James is very bold, and he is very bold in this passage that we're reading. Steve has read verses 23 to 25. I feel like we should actually finish off the 27, because that will kind of help us get a bigger, more robust understanding of what's going on here. Uh, but one thing is, what, what James is really trying to portray, portray here is he says, don't just be a, a hearer or a listener of God's word, but we must be a doer of God's word. And so our faith must produce action, right? Faith without action is just a belief, but faith it takes action. And so how are we putting our, our faith, our trust in Jesus into mo- movement? And so what I thought about here is, is what he talks about in this passage too, is, is that if you do not have any action that follows your faith, then you are being fooled or rather you are fooling yourselves. And so I thought about a good question would be here is, is in what ways have you fooled yourself in the past? In the context that James is using it here in this passage, maybe we could just ask our small group. So if we're not allowing our faith to turn to action, right? If we're not allow, if we're not just, if we're just listening to God's word, but we're not doing God's word, how have you been fooled in the past? I think that'd be a great question if your group is willing to be open and honest. I know that there are things that I know the Bible has said to me in the past that has chose not to do them. And so I was truly becoming a fool because of them. And then moving to that uh, Luke uh, 11, 27, and 28. And I'm just going to be flat out honest with y'all. This is kind of an awkward question. It talks about blessing the mother who birthed you and who, who nursed you. It's just a little, it could be a little bit awkward there. But what Jesus, what, what Jesus is trying to tell us here is, is, no, more blessed is the person who does the will of Father, who is blessed, who's coming, hearing and hearing my word and doing the word. So again, here's this, here's this, this do, twofold thing that we must hear God's word and we must do God's word. So Maybe the question you could follow up with this passage is, how have you received a blessing by putting God's word into action in your life? So how have you received a blessing by actually doing what God has said to do in his word? That'd be a great follow-up question. And lastly, we're going to go into Matthew and just read that question about building your foundation upon the solid rock and not in the sand. And I would just ask this, in what way has God's word provided a solid foundation for you? Maybe in your marriage, or in your different relationships, in, in, your, in your work life, in your personal life. How have the truths that you have found in God's scriptures helped provide a solid foundation in which you could build your life around? And just ask for a very practical example from people's lives. Have, has Anything that they've read in God's word actually shaped them or molded them, has to change the way they actually live in their life? That'd be a good question to ask there. And then lastly, in question number four, there are two more great verses that I think could, could be great to study as a group. But what I found is in the second part of question four, we're really asking the same question that we've already asked before. And so while you, maybe you didn't get it, them to answer it well the first time, you can go back and revisit it again. What I feel like we should do here is instead of maybe asking both of those questions, in light of that, instead of asking that last question, rather, I feel like Steve laid down a pretty big challenge this weekend, this 40-day New Testament challenge. And so what I would like you to do is that last question is saying, are you going to participate in that? Are you going to participate maybe in that or that once-an-hour Bible verse uh, app? 
Or maybe just a great question is, how are you going to get God's word into your life this week? And I, and I recommend doing that in split time. And this would be a great week here at week number five to lay down a challenge. That we not just come together, you know, on Sundays or on Saturdays and on, and on whatever night of the week you meet for small group, but maybe be people that actually get into God's word every day. And, and lay a challenge out there for your small group this week. Whether they take the 40-day New Testament challenge that Steve laid out, or maybe you guys think up a new challenge, but some challenge where all of you are going to go together as a small group and to really press into God's word over the next number of days. So that's my suggestion, is, is in this last question, is lay down a challenge that all of you guys will take up as a small group and you'll hold each other accountable to. If you guys do that, it's going to be a great week of small group. Just want to thank you so much for serving. Thank you so much for being willing to be out there each and every single week, loving the people that God has put inside your group. Grateful to serve alongside each and every.